how can the first fitness influencer in history help us anticipate the future of influencer marketing in the industry. What's happening today is not new, with most being remixed strategies or methodologies from years, decades, and even centuries past. Recently, I was reading an Economist article that made me ponder the trend of fitness influencers. If I asked you when fitness influencers began and started, you might tell me about somebody that was on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or maybe even Web 1.0 with forums or blogs. If you're a little bit older, maybe you're gonna give me a fitness icon like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But what if I told you that the first fitness influencer actually became prominent during the late 1890s? Now for my bodybuilding fans, you will recognize the name because he is immortalized as the trophy that's given out to the annual Mr. Olympia winner. And this first fitness influencer is Eugene Sandow. And though there was a ton of other Victorian era strongmen, Sandow remains pretty much one of the only household names in the fitness industry. And I wanna kinda of run down maybe why that happened. Eugene Sandow was born in 1867 in Prussia. He was a circus strongman and a showman. In 1889, he moved to Britain and he entered a contest that was him and another strongman around like who was the strongest person on the planet at that point. He ended up winning that event, which ultimately catapulted him into stardom. Over the next decade, he built up his influence in a ton of different ways and was kind of known as the perfect male of that time frame. And then in 1897, he built his first school of physical culture in London. And that was the start of the Sandow fitness business empire. Sandow sold his following everything that they needed to become stronger. He had a chain of gyms, he founded a magazine. It was arguably the first periodical in the fitness industry. He also wrote a few books. He sold supplements. He sold workout equipment. If there was an opportunity to capitalize on the fitness celebrity that Sandow had become, he took that opportunity, grabbed it, and ran with it the best that he could. This does not sound all that much different than today's fitness influencers, correct? Today's fitness influencers are taking the linear commerce lessons from Eugene Sandow to create wealth based on their name, their likeness, and any other recognizable aspects of their persona. If you look at just like gym owners, you have Chris Gethin that owns a ton of gyms, I think in India. You have Steve Cook that's opened a gym. Christian Guzman has a very ambitious project where he's gonna be opening Alpha Land, which has a number of gyms within that complex. You also have Bradley Martin. Now on the supplement side, there's way too many to name, but just to kind of throw a few of them out there, Jim Stepani has been able to leverage his fitness influence into a line of supplements. And on the female side, Katie Hearn with the Lonnie New. 
And also many fitness influencers have launched a ton of like informational products or services that are based around nutrition counseling or fitness programs. So what else can Eugene Sandow teach us about today's fitness influencer market. First lesson would be to stay ahead of the technology. Eugene Sandow made the most out of all the technology advancements that were happening at the time. He actually met Thomas Edison, which invented one of the early motion picture devices called the kinetoscope. And Sandow starred in a number of films and arguably one of the first ones to kind of leverage that technology where it was black and white footage of Sandow flexing his muscles, performing some different feats like backflips. And these played within peep shows across the globe. Sandow was one of the first motion picture stars. Now today's technologically savvy fitness influencers really have to leverage the new forms of media that come out. To stay ahead of the competition, new social media platforms need to be explored deeply as a practitioner. They really need to understand these platforms better than anybody else, as fast as anybody else, because they need to understand how they can leverage these new technologies, be that Clubhouse or maybe TikTok or any other ones that'll come in the future, and really understand how to align their fitness personal brand with this new technology. The second is around relatability or the girl, guy, next door effect. Sandow was somebody that had curly hair, he was average height, and when he was clothed, you really wouldn't know maybe how strong he was or maybe how muscular he was. So he really looked like any other man, which gave a glimmer of hope to anybody seeking to become somebody like him. What endeared Sandow to the public was his ordinariness. Now my clients have heard me talk about this idea of the girl or guy next door effect, but it's basically that Maybe the most handsome man or maybe the most beautiful woman would be a great influencer for your brand or maybe make a great business partner, but they're more than likely beyond the relatable reach for most target customer bases. Reality is, in the American market today, over 50% are either overweight or obese. And while celebrating that fact is definitely not the goal of any brand, especially in the fitness industry, the overall marketing levers within a brand needs to be inclusive of that fact. The next lesson is around that sex still sells. Sex sells has been a mantra within the modern advertising industry for the longest time. And though I'm talking about the girl next door or the guy next door effect, there still is an aspect of sex within the fitness industry that is extremely leverageable. But that being said, sex cannot be the only marketing angle used with fitness influencers. And Sandow knew that. He actually was able to disguise a lot of his maybe erotic photos within the context of Greek gods, Greek sculptures, and that made the pursuit of bodybuilding more of an intellectual pursuit over just the idea of just like vain, superficial realities. And health and fitness has always been something that has been aspirational, but it has to get past just some of those vanity reasons that might initially bring people in the door, but won't sustain them long-term in the market. Another lesson that the fitness influencer market can take from Eugene Sandow is his ability to create viral content. Sandow was arguably at the time the king of virality as he 
constantly shared tales of some of his strength stunts across the media channels of his time. Maybe he was fighting a muzzled mitten lion. Maybe he was carrying a piano while there was still a musician playing. He wasn't all about just picking up the basic weights, putting them back down. He knew that he needed to have a hook needed to have something that kept the attention of the public, making sure that they wanted more, clamored for more. And that is not unlike what the fitness influencers of today have to focus on. Just putting out the most basic, fundamental content on the internet has been seen and done before. So you see a lot of fitness influencers focusing on particular niches. You see them focusing on maybe strength feats or things that they know will get a lot of clicks or a lot of looped video views. Fitness influencing is not as easy as a lot of people think it might be, especially in today's very competitive market. So creativity needs to be a huge aspect of this to be able to increase the reach of your content. Sandow was also a master of his community. He was able to support his community in a ton of unique ways. He understood the power of having relationships with his followers. Today's fitness influencers, have a ton of people shooting them DMs and comments and constant kind of barrage of interest in them. Eugene Sandow had to also think about that, but towards more just basic letters that were being sent to him. He had a ton of different questions, people asking, and he actually provided a ton of personalized responses to them because he understood how important those responses would be to his audience. He even created some efficient ways to break down some of the asks that his followers were looking at. So they were able to segment the letters in a certain way, and he had a number of clerks that were able to provide responses based on the segmentation of the questions within those letters that he was receiving. Arguably supporting your community is the core element to sustaining your influence in the market. As you grow your influence, it can be hard to keep up with a ton of the requests from your audience, but taking a lesson from Eugene Sandow and creating systems and things that can help with efficiency and being able to still sustain a strong relationship with your audience is always something that's going to pay a ton of dividends. And the last lesson is around creating more than you consume. Sandow had a ton of accessible exercise programs in which he called Sandow's System of Physical Training. This was focused on high reps, low weight, and really foreshadowed a lot of what we see now with like high intensity training protocols with maybe CrossFit or F45. And as Jeff Bezos recently said in his last Amazon shareholder letter, if you want to be successful in business, in life actually, you have to create more than you consume. This is a lesson that anyone should take to heart as the creator economy is just getting started. Just wanna end on some final thoughts. Wanna talk about just then versus now and why it's so important that I'm talking about Eugene Sandow. Sandow flourished amongst fears in the late Victorian era where society was changing fast. Industrialization, urbanization threatened the nation's health with more sedentary lifestyles and environmental issues like pollution. Similarly today, the boom in the wellness market did not necessarily get started because of the pandemic, but it did 
accelerate that. And it's really been a response to a ton of the problems that have been ruining today's desk-bound, screen-locked society. Fact is, the fitness and wellness market of today is living in a remix of the past in which Sandow lived in. It should be no surprise to you now when I say that fitness influencers are only getting started in the industry. 